0: You're in my house again. Somehow you always, your process with these cold opens is like, let me think of something. Okay, I got it. And then you hit record and you don't like. Organic. Yeah. It's a theme. It'll become a theme in this very show. Yeah. Finding your organic cold open voice. Yeah. Or never working.
1: Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined in house by Harrison Fagan. He's wearing his ugly ass hat in my house, in my office, around my daughter. Why?
0: I mean, I don't really have a prepared answer for that. <laughs> uh, th- this is the hat that I wear when I'm podcasting, and I am like Frank Vogel. You know, he always talk, he, he keeps talking about win or lose, like we got to take the next step forward in the process. For me, I'm a process guy as well, mm-hmm. and I record my best podcasts in this fedora. I
1: beg to differ. All right, so let's—today's uh, show, we have a really fun one. We are going to start by talking about the day's issues. The Lakers have injury stuff that's popping up Yep. Uh, that they don't want anybody to know about, apparently. They uh, are, are coming off of their first home loss of the season, if we aren't counting the Clippers' uh, home opener. Uh, we uh, have, apparently, an intervention planned. So let's start with the intervention. Yeah, so— and then by the way, in the second segment, we are going to pick up in the we are gonna pick up with part two of a conversation that we had with Pete, uh, of the Locked On Lakers show of the athletic, of
0: Spectrum, of yeah, Laker so Film Room. If you jumped on here and you were like, Where's Pete Zayas of the Athletic, better known as Coach Pete aka at Laker Film Room, don't worry, he's coming. Yeah. A little later in the show, we're yeah. going to throw to that. It was a really fun conversation about just like we wanted to do something fun on like the state of Lakers media. If you want to get into this, like our, I mean, I don't know, really, I still am in disbelief whenever anyone asks me for advice on anything mm-hmm. um, because I don't feel like I really have much figured My out. My advice but is always ask somebody else for advice. Yeah, it was, a, I still think, I think it was a really interesting conversation just on like how media has changed and allowed people like us to have success and possibly people like you. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, Anthony. We give you, I think justifiably, a lot of crap on this (laughs) podcast, on your podcast, in Slack, on Twitter, sometimes on Facebook. In In person right now. In person, um, (laughs) over recordings, on phone calls, text messages, (laughs) um, direct messages, group messages that you are not in where we just make fun of you. I received an Um, owl the other day. Yes. Uh So we make fun of you a lot, but I think that it's honestly time (laughs) to give you some due credit for something good that you have done. So yeah. a lot of there's a lot of talk over the last week about like, is LeBron washed? And like last game night's game aside, he didn't shoot well. He was still pretty good, I think, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been Incredible to start this season, and I think that we honestly need to give credit to the person who's like who actually created that. So like LeBron has talked about, he's used the hashtag uh, hashtag Washed King mm-hmm. all off season. He's like he mentions it after games, after he plays really well, stuff like that. On oh, not after last night, but um, weird, yeah, weird. Um, but he he brings it up. He he's talked about it a couple times, and the response has always been people are like, "What serious analyst?" <laughs> Called him washed. Who called him washed? And we have discovered it, and it's Anthony, uh, on at 2.40 p.m. on March 17th of 2019. Uh, Anthony tweeted this. He just tweeted, LeBron looks washed, comma, man. Yeah. And so... Like, we don't really need to get into the context for that, of that tweet. We it's don't? Fine. No, we don't. It's fine. Why not? Because um, I don't want to let you defend yourself. Okay. It's uh... <laughs> Anthony sent that after LeBron got blocked at the buzzer by Mario Hizonia, which I found out because somebody tweeted this tweet at me and I messaged him and I was like, Anthony, when the hell did, like, why? Why yeah. did you send this? There's no context added to it. It's not a thread so that people will know later on what you're talking no, about. No, it's just a single just, tweet. You threw this out into the ether. <laughs> LeBron looks washed, man, and did not expect this to come back to bite you. And remarkably it didn't. It's created the For a the long best, time. No, it's created the best Lakers season in years because <laughs> I honestly think I'm that LeBron on. printed this tweet out and he had this posted on his Space Jam gym. Like He had it posted in his gym at home at the Lakers practice facility. It was probably his phone wallpaper. I'm just assuming all of these things. Yeah, Because we found out the serious analyst that called him watch. How does it feel <laughs> to be responsible for LeBron's career renaissance? Well, first
1: of all, everybody listening, you're welcome. The opening to the season in which LeBron has been either the MVP or runner-up to the MVP... Some people think Giannis, some people think LeBron, but you're all welcome. It's honestly, it's Anthony. It's all me. It's obviously all me. Uh, LeBron James, he of millions of Twitter followers and zillions of people who make a bunch of money off of his name uh, and and just watch him at every turn that they possibly can. LeBron James of that kind of fame saw a tweet from me back in March uh, me, I think back then, yeah, that was the next game, and and I don't, I don't feel bad,
0: I don't. Yeah, no, you did it. You I honestly, one of your hot to everybody that gets mad at Anthony for his <laughs> hot takes, it paid off. Yeah, like he did it. You know, people were he's like he, LeBron probably saw it. He's like, who the. F- this verified guy <laughs> that covers the Lakers just called me Wash. Dude, that He's would like, be
1: great because everybody does like to bring up like, how
0: the f- – did this guy get a check mark? How yeah. did this happen? And it would be great LeBron if LeBron – LeBron checked his verified like ser- search <laughs> names and he was just like, who in the – who is who is Anthony Irwinalay? lay law <laughs> And and then you motivated his greatest – one of his best seasons ever. How do you think? How do you think it goes over if he like contacts Twitter and is like, hey, how did this guy get verified? Can we change this? Twitter would uh, Twitter would ban you because uh, somebody you know was upset with something you'd done and it wasn't racism, which is protected by Twitter right. laws. So like the only form Jack of pr- is like the only form that of protected speech have. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is how washed a player is. Yeah. I,
1: wa- I do want to ask you guys. I, I want to ask you this about this, Harrison. If a player like is w- is worked into the definition of washedness, perpetuity. Like, is that a is that a part of the inherent definition of somebody being washed? Because, like I said at the time, he looks washed. Does that mean he can never not look washed?
0: No, I, I look at it like clothes. Like I think that you can wash them, and then eventually they become unwashed, as your like infant daughter has made like great <laughs> examples of today. Yeah. Three um, different times. Yeah. Um. So like I, I think that's where it's at. Honestly, most guys, once you're like, oh, he looks washed, they don't come back from that. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So and, like it, it's like most guys are like the shirt that you hang up in your closet after you wash it, and you don't wear it for another six months. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is like he's your go-to. Like you you wash it, he gets yeah. he gets washed and unwashed. He goes back and forth. So so when I say back then that he looks washed,
1: do I get the, the at cold ice cold Twitter what's the what's the freezing cold
0: takes? Yeah. Like do, do I do? Does that? I mean, apply I'm sure that? that they would probably like under freezing cold takes law. They would probably still go after you for that. Yeah. Like now that he no longer looks washed, mm-hmm. old takes exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, whatever the thing is. Yeah. So it, it it would be a real shame if a bunch of people started tagging old takes exposed on that tweet. Again, it's just LeBron looks washed, comma man. If you just search that with <laughs> at Anthony, I haven't Irwin deleted LA, it, and I'm a bunch of people it. start adding old takes exposed. Yeah. That that I'm just saying if you did it after LeBron had like a really good game and the Lakers won convincingly, mm-hmm. it would be a real shame. If this is to follow an actual intervention, am I supposed to like change my ways now? No, I, this is an intervention to let you know you're doing great. Like, <laughs> I think we just justify. I, I'm as shocked as you are, but we just justified your entire approach to sports media. <laughs> That's great. Well, I feel way better now. You're guys um, are all welcome. All right, we should talk about other Lakers. We should talk about actual the actual news Lakers of the day. Since this, this is a daily podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and there were some there were some injury news out of practice today. Well, it started last night. Yeah. After the game. Yeah. When
1: Anthony Davis told reporters that including me. Yeah, told a bunch of reporters that he apparently feels pain in his shoulder every single
0: pay, every single play. Uh That didn't sound great. Yeah, I said this on Locked on Lakers, but that was one of those moments where my eyes visibly popped out of my head in the scrum. Like, I was glad that I was not in the background for that one. Like, sometimes we end up in the background of these shots, and I was glad that I was behind all the cameras. Um, (laughs) Because, like, that would have been instant reaction gift time. Um, Yeah. And, like, I was like, wait, how often? Every play. Yeah. Um, Why is he playing? I I th- I. Uh, do you want to know that my real theory? I, I think I think he very much wants to win MVP and show like his value and show that he's not injury. He's not prone winning and MVP this year. Disprove Giannis all the exists. things that disprove. But does he believe that? Like you don't get to his level without believing that you have that in you and like maybe that. Uh, I'm sure there were people telling him that the only thing stopping him from that was like being on a team like the Lakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um you you had Coach Calipari today ta- talking to reporters saying that he thinks Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA and stuff. Like this is not like. This is not... An outlandish opinion. There are people that believe that he either is or could be. He was one of the betting favorites to win MVP mm-hmm. going into this year. Like, it's not a crazy take. No, and like, I also think like people talk about him, Anthony Data Davis. Oh, like wh- when what what were your mentions filled with as soon as we talked about any of <laughs> we talked about any of his injuries? Well, there it's was like, that one. Oh, Geez, he's always he's... dinged up, da, da, yeah. da. you know. Like, and that's just how how much of this is him wanting to disprove his ref. I I don't know, but I would imagine that that's part of it.
1: Here's the thing, though. You have a medical staff. Its job, its literal effing purpose is to keep these guys healthy. But we Get don't know. Get them and keep them healthy. He, and, if, and if he's feeling pain on every play, this is where your medical staff steps in and says, A, we have to run tests to figure out what the hell is actually going on that you feel pain in the,
0: in the way that you apparently are. And B, dealing with that pain to make sure that you don't feel it moving forward. I think just because they're saying that it's shoulder soreness, I think they absolutely know what it actually is. And I think that players have some degree of control over, like, how much they of that. To, like, all that stuff. They and shouldn't. Stars stars that are about to be free agents on a team like the Lakers, you know. Um, and So you're saying Anthony Davis wouldn't get paid max dollars at be, the end of the season if to, he if he sat a month? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, they want to make him happy. Not that it would protect his market oh, value. Okay. But, like, this may be something where he doesn't want guys targeting it. He doesn't, you know, like, necessarily want it out there. Oh, he has an injury. Injury, that kind of thing. He very quickly when it was initially reported by uh, Lauren Jones, who like I actually felt bad for uh, like at Lojo Media, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. many of you like she's a good young reporter and she's like an, and she reported that she had heard from a source that the Lakers thought there might be a shoulder injury. Yeah. And when Anthony Davis said, there's nothing wrong with my shoulder, people went after her. And right. then the very next day he was a game time decision with what? A shoulder injury. Weird. And um, so this is something he clearly, though, doesn't want out there. Like, by the way, that he brushed it off when he was asked about, like, was his shoulder hurt? And um, even today at practice, he pushed back again on the, like, I'm in pain all the time. Like, he joked about it at the start of scrum, and he talked about, like, you know, like, oh, it's feeling a lot better. And, it like, I, I think that this is something that for whatever reason – and, again, like, we all have a right to our information and, like, our bodies and stuff like that. Like, if he wants to play and feels like he can play through it, I understand them making an argument to him to maybe not play, and I can't say whether or not they have done that. But, like – you know, it, it ultimately, he's a free agent. He's this a guy this team wants to stay around forever. He's a guy that, like, if he wants to play, he's going to get to play. Like, that's just how it is. But the,
1: the problem is that we we exist now in a post-Kevin Durant world. Yeah. Like the, we, a post-Kevin
0: Durant world that Rondo unironically that Rondo cited. mentioned in the scrum right before Anthony Davis.
1: Right. It, like Rondo, Rondo said that the reason why—and look, it kind of makes a little bit of sense here, right? That— you you did a really good job of charting for Silver Screen and Roll, a website that we both write for. Um, you did a really good job of, like, charting the, the, the different steps along the path that is Rajan Rondo's one-day return
0: to the basketball court. Yeah, the, him being a day-to-day for, like, a month.
1: Yeah, right. So he, he basically was – there was the report. Uh, from, was it Chris Hayes? Was it it Chris Hayes? Haynes. Haynes. Uh, It was Chris Hayes first reported
0: that Rondo was eyeing a return Sunday night. Can I just say really quickly that when he reported that on Friday night, the phrasing cracked me up because it says Rondo is planning to. Right. And I was like, wait a second, are the Lakers planning to play him? And then (laughs) the next night, Rondo... Very next night. All of a sudden, Rondo is no longer playing on Sunday. And I do wonder if there was some pushback from the team where they said, look, we are not sure that you're ready yet.
1: Right. Well, and then... At practice today. And it seems like he came around to that argument. Right. At practice today, he said that, look, this is apparently a very similar injury that Durant dealt with. And we saw how that played out with Durant. And therefore, I am going to take my time in coming back. Yeah. Perfectly logical thing, 100%. right? 100. It's it's the kind of thing that a veteran whose entire career is probably behind them at this point, right? Yeah. And so I, I get that. That's the that's what makes this not quite apples to apples as a comparison. But Anthony Davis should take notes from Rajon Rondo here and and realizing, look, if I'm feeling now, maybe it's a thing where they're saying that he can't further injure himself by playing, right?
0: Yeah. Which I've always found. Idiotic. I don't understand the the logic behind it. Well, yeah, I mean, because even if you can't further injure that, jo- like the specific problem. The thing about the body like, is it's all connected. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Marvel universe, <laughs> right? Right. When, <laughs> you got to watch all the parts to understand everything and have everything work out, and it all makes sense. So, but but like that's that's my thing here is that like maybe that's
1: because that was a very that was a very popular. Go to in terms of explaining how they were dealing with injuries with Kobe back in the day. And I think, interestingly enough, there is a common denominator here between the Lakers back then with Kobe and then the Lakers. As they're currently constituted, and it's a winning mentality, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but but with Kobe, he would always say that, yeah, my finger's already broken. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna get any
0: worse. I may as well just. keep I mean, playing. honestly, if your finger is broken, yeah, there's really no way you can make that worse. It's you not know? necessarily true. I don't I, think that's really true. I feel like that has to be that has to be the, a specific injury where I really feel like you probably can't make it that much worse.
1: The thing about it your probably fingers, is gonna hurt really bad. The thing but... about your fingers, Harrison, is that they're connected to other fingers. And a hand, and a wrist, and an arm. Anthony, I have radial tunnel syndrome. I do not need you to explain this to <laughs> right. me. It's like, so like, yeah. I again that that explanation by definition or as it's constituted, like, always really kind of drove me insane because I'm like, that's not how the body works.
0: I'm not even a doctor. We could bring Jen in here. She there's can a explain whole to us. there's a whole song about this about the knee bone being connected right. to
1: the. It was like the very first song we learned.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so.
1: Anywho, maybe that's the explanation here that the Lakers are are basically getting from Davis or giving to Davis that your shoulder is sore. uh, But by playing on the sore shoulder, you aren't going to risk further injury to that shoulder or whatever. Boy, that was a fun collection of words. To which I would again say, like... That's not how the body works. And also, if that's your explanation, give that explanation out to us. Give it to the fan base. Give it to people who are buying tickets. Give it to gamblers. Give it to TV partners. Give us some kind of an explanation beyond,
0: yeah, he's got a boo-boo. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are people that, like, they might be spending their money to go to their only Laker game of this year or something. Of their life. There are
1: some people who don't live in L.A. who, like have one opportunity over, or maybe three or four opportunities based on how long Anthony Davis and LeBron James play on the same team.
0: They might have only one opportunity in their entire life to see this team play and they're in the dark. And I'm not the guy that's like, oh, you shouldn't load manage because of that, but it's like, people should know what they are signing up for one way or the other. That's all I'm saying. Sit him out as many games as you want. Play him as many games as you want. Just There should be some clarity, and I understand that like with soft tissue injuries, sometimes you don't know. Like They Mm -hmm. want to put him through testing tomorrow, and he says that he thinks he can play, so they're they're being relatively transparent about that. It's just like it. It's a weird like the, the Rondo thing was the one that stuck out more to me. Where like he's been a game time decision since opening night. Yeah, like, Mo
1: Wagner was a game time decision his entire stint with the Lakers. Well, that was
0: just because he was getting so many DNP CDs. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> but, but like, he was an in game decision for Luke Walton. <laughs> the entirety
1: of his like career with, with the Lakers, he was a, he was a game time. Lonzo Ball spent a good
0: chunk of his of his stint with the Lakers as a game time decision. Yeah, and, and look, and this is, to, to be fair to the Lakers, <clears throat> like, this is not a unique situation to them with Anthony Davis. You practice Davis, he, medicine. It's, you, you, don't, you don't do medicine. It's not something that you get. Well, that too. But also, this is something that, like, I know Anthony Davis does not like this reputation. But yeah. he has been banged up at various points during mm-hmm. his career. And he generally play. He plays a lot of games. He's mm-hmm. been consistent in staying plays on the floor throughout it. And, like, so I'm not saying, I'm not the guy that's like, oh, he's only going to play in 40 games. Dah, 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 why would you give up all that for it? Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we've seen him have injuries that he either plays through or sometimes he sits a game out or something. But Mm -hmm. they are – they do linger. And so – like I think that this is something we all kind of we talked about this during the summer. This might be part of the experience. Yeah. Like and um yeah I, I mean I don't know that not, I really have any more to say. It's on that, not but. might be part of the experience. It is part of the experience with yeah. The I mean that's when you have someone that's that long and that like that much of a wingspan. Like you know you're just you're more prone to soft well, Harrison, tissue injuries. And you things. have long arms. Yeah. Explain to me how shoulders work. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll we'll get to that on Locked On Lakers.
1: <laughs> Uh, anything else that we want to talk about before we get people out of here and get to the conversation with Pete?
0: Uh, just, you know, Troy Daniels went in oh, for that yeah. precautionary MRI on, I believe his mm-hmm. knee and, um, you know, they're saying it's precautionary. Like hopefully he's all right. Um, you know, like knee injuries Guess are what, always he kind probably of is. scary. Don't do this. He's probably day to day. Well, don't do this. We don't know what he is yet. But, um, like, he's going to go get that MRI and just hopefully everything's all right. Because, like, it's always worrying when it's like we're sending them out for a precautionary MRI. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that always means that they think something could be wrong. Right. Um, and knees are a scary part of you as a basketball player to hurt. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, I just wanted to say that.
1: Me too. No, I, I don't want to make light of injuries yeah. here.
0: I'm making light of the way Lake, the Lakers handle their injuries. and no, the you You know, you call LeBron Wash you make fun of injured people? You probably, like, you shook your daughter earlier today. Oh like, you're just a bully. That's how, who you are.
1: I want you guys to know that shaking Avery is not what Harrison means. I do machine guns, which anybody who's ever had a kid has done for two reasons. One, because they like it.
0: She laughs and stuff while I do it. No, that was his defense to his wife when she said, Anthony, stop shaking the baby. And then two, because she their said, cheeks like, jiggle and it's hilarious. Just
1: don't shake him too much.
0: Oh, thank you, parent. We're we're gonna have a segment now. We'll have a segment at some point called Parenting Advice from Anthony. Don't shake your child too much. All right, I got to get out of here before I get myself in trouble with uh, Child Protective Services. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Today, we're gonna throw to a quick break here. When we come back, you guys are gonna listen to Harrison and me talk to Pete about the state of sports coverage and how it's changed. And the way things have have evolved and and the roles that I guess we have kind of played in that evolution. So enjoy that conversation. It's a lot of fun. Um, and if you want more on, you know, the day to day stuff about the Lakers, you guys can listen to
0: Harrison and me talk to Pete about that on Locked On Lakers. So, yeah, it was just nice to get to have a couple conversations with my dad between all his jobs. He's been just like really busy <laughs> lately. And, you know, I'm just really happy that he gets to write for the athletic now about both the Lakers and the NBA at the athletic. I can't wait for like your your dad's Lakers like 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 NBA takes like well, is he going to start giving dad first NBA that, takes? first editorial I'm just going to screw load management no it's going to be it's going to be like uh you know why the Houston Rockets are an insult to basketball well they are so
1: all right now we're joined by the Athletics Pete Zayas and uh, I'm really excited about this it sounds weird to say that about you though you're like official bud. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, Pete is on today. So we had an exchange when uh, Deadspin was being shut down, basically. When everybody was taking off from Deadspin, I sent out the tweet that basically like, there are a lot of people who have Dead Deadspin to think for a lot of things. And I was talking about how creativity is kind of dying in the written word online. And Pete, you kind of disagreed, but you said like that Twitter isn't the forum to have that conversation. So we meant to have this conversation at some point on Locked on Lakers, which I host Monday through Friday with uh, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday with with Pete. But I figured Harrison came up with this idea actually today that he's like, yeah, independently. I, I, I,
2: I yeah. <laughs> We, we <laughs> like, hadn't
1: talked about this at all. And Pete said or Harrison said that, yeah, we should we should have Pete on because he represents a lot of the progress that has been made in the way that sports are covered. Uh, I, I guess you and I do as well in, in different ways. But we're just going to open this up and have a conversation about sports coverage and the evolution of them. So Pete, I want to start here with what I was talking about was that I feel like there's a a lot less freedom to be weird in sports coverage. It used to be, like for example, one of my like annual projects was I would flip a coin and do that to predict the Lakers schedule and the way that it was going to play out. And, you know, people started like figuring out, Why are they going 41 and 41 every year according to your metrics? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you guys, come on. But, like, that stuff like that, that weirdness has kind of gone away because the point of internet coverage now seems to be to drive traffic, not to generate creativity. So, like, that was my
0: point. I I guess you, Harrison, wanted. Well, real quick before we throw to Pete, I just wanted to say, Pete, like, you deciding to not have that conversation on Twitter, I just want to say, Smart move. Yeah, like
2: (laughs) that was. uh, I still kind of had it. I still kind of had it on there. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but like it's stuff like this. It just gets taken so out of context. And like that's part of the changing culture of like blogging and online too, as much as anything. Well, especially if
1: if Pete and I appear to be disagreeing. Oh, is there? What's
0: what's going on with those guys? They they must not like each other. It's just they. And somebody's going to jump in and say that Pete was rooting for, you know, the layoffs, de- uh, the resignations is dead. Today. Yeah, but, but so, Pete, I,
1: to get back to the point at hand, though, like, where where do you disagree with my
2: premise? I think there are plenty of places to be weird. I think that— And make money? Well, that's the thing. How much money were you making when you were flipping coins for the Lakers schedule?
1: Well, Locked on Lakers hadn't taken off. The coin. Off. Harrison— <laughs> <laughs> I, I had... let him keep the coin yeah, after. It was a... <laughs> The whole coin. It yeah. was a dime, too. It wasn't even a quarter. It was, like, yeah. impossible to flip that thing. But, but yeah, I mean, like, that, I guess that's the trade-off here. But I guess at one point – so at so, one point but, I was – at one point I thought that there was a way to be weird and make money. And I think that's gone away
2: now. There is. There is, okay. though. My, my stuff's kind of weird, right? Like, it's at least unique. It makes sense. It's not weird in the same, like, I'm not particularly – No, you're weird. Like, you're <laughs> – No, but go ahead. No, I mean, there are places to be unusual. Let me put this in a simple sentence. Mm -hmm. I feel like most people are trying to copy – the sports talk radio host that they grew up listening to Uh or the local beat reporter that they grew up reading Hmm. and because that's natural that's not an insult like we emulate people that we admire Mm -hmm. but we have seen such an explosion in resources like bro I'm making segments for spectrum on my friggin laptop Mm -hmm. like That's incredible. Remotely in my pajamas, like with a beer next to me Mm -hmm. and like the ability to create. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. This is something I'm really passionate about is there's all sorts of ways to, you know, report on basketball, whatever you call what we do. it's not really reporting, but like through music, there should be someone who doing parody songs that we'd all be cracking up about. Anthony does this sometimes, you, Your right? brother did but it over the summer. Tommy did it, yeah. that's right. This, this is totally a thing where we would, we could totally crack up at that uh, through graphic design, like make these dudes into the superhero comic book characters that we already kind of talk about them about. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to write, everyone's trying to be the reporter that they grew up with, everyone's trying to do that. There are so many different ways to do that and you can reach people. So I actually think you can be very weird. It's just, we're just figuring out how to do that in that the sea change, like, you know, bloggers kind of showed up and you know this Harrison, you know, (laughs) like you showed up and like, yeah, it's cute. You guys are not, you know, you're not on big time or anything like that, but you're kind of allowed in the building. It's more and more becoming like, oh, this is a, it's a real thing. All three of us, our careers are reflections of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think you can be weird and we're just scratching the sur- surface, but maybe that's just me being an optimist. I also think, like, I don't want to make
0: this whole thing about Deadspin, but just on that, like, I, I don't think that Deadspin went down because, like, weirdness is not allowed on the internet anymore. I think it was because some rich asshole bought yeah. it and, like, just didn't personally agree with the that's, way that they did things. It wasn't that it wasn't point. successful. Every leak about, like, how their metrics painted, like, it fun. said that they were very successful, like, for an online publication, especially one that was kind of just founded, like, had no legacy, um, like, before that. Like, it wasn't, like, the New York Times website, which, you know, you would expect given the resources that they can pour into. They're able to make that into a giant thing and be successful at that too. But like Deadspin came from just like it was bloggers and it just got bigger and bigger and eventually became a corporation. But like, I don't think that it failed because it was weird. I think that it failed because it got sued into oblivion by like a billionaire and Mm -hmm. then like originally went through a handful of ownership changes until it ended up like with this person who is pretty clearly from the outside seems to be incompetent. Yeah. Um. And so... I don't. Th- I think honestly like uh, what Pete kind of talked about in terms of having to find your own voice and not just emulate people. Like this is someone who I, I think is someone who came into this a little bit younger than – I don't know that I came into it that much younger than you did. But I definitely came into it younger than when Pete started doing media thing. Like I was a lot less self-assured in my voice. And so part of that was like – the, this is how people do things so this is what I should emulate and then mm. eventually I had to realize like I'm in a non-traditional outlet like I am like I am not a beat reporter that's just not who I am really like I go while and you do, wear a fedora I go and do beat reporter things. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not necessarily – and some of that is in my skill set. I have training on how to do those kind of things. But that is not where I am strongest. Like, I am strong – like, and figuring out your own voice is, like, such a hard thing in this industry. And I still don't know that I'm there. But it's, like, you can't emulate people. You almost – I actually would argue the counter. Like, I think that you have to be weird and unique to stand out. Like, some of the stuff that I came up doing, like, people just weren't – weren't doing it volume. Recording Instagram stories and throwing them on Twitter, like – you know uh interviewing players about stuff that was online like rather than just like what's your motivation for this game and stuff and i'm not saying i'm a pioneer in any of this i just saw different weird things that i wanted to do and pursued that
1: yeah i mean we all three of us here did kind of look at the market and said what's missing yeah he, anthony's he, like someone to scream at the lakers <laughs> <laughs> no plasky already existed but like uh oh man did we lose again okay yeah so i think but Pete, like you, you, you looked at the market and you said, you know, video breakdowns and, and, and looking at this from an X's and O's standpoint and just
2: focusing on the basketballs. But no. But, but I didn't look at the market. I you looked at what, what I wanted,
1: wanted to. Yep.
2: I, I wanted, and that's anybody who's listening to this, who takes an interest in this topic. That's the best advice that I can give you is to look inward and mm. look at the things like, what do I find myself saying? Like, man, I really wish there was a fill in the blank. Yeah. Just like I would really enjoy that. And then if you have a talent in that, go do it. Like and to Harrison's point about having a voice as you as you get older, there are times where I'm like, man, I would have loved to do LFR for Kobe and those title teams with yeah. Powell and all that. Now The logistics of doing that aside, the availability of film and the production and the internet speeds, all of that, all of that aside, I couldn't have done it nearly as well at the age of 25 as I did at the age of 35 when I started. Because I had had a couple of jobs, been kind of kicked in the ass a little bit and been like, man, I just wanna do this one thing for myself and It wasn't some sort of plan where I looked at the market and saw an inefficiency. Now, I came to realize that as it grew really quickly, like, oh, crap, like this is – there's a market. Yeah, it turned out that your your vision was an inefficiency. Yeah. It was, for sure. But really it was like I I got a job doing the thing that I would do when I was procrastinating from doing my actual job, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like that thing that you do when you're at work but you're like – What's that website you go to, or that place? You know, even if it's just Twitter, I did that, you know, because I just wanted to do it. And so that is my best advice: is that the marketing stuff is a skill, it's a tool, it's something that both of you guys, especially Anthony, you're really good at. But what the that's... hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're both good at. You're both good at. It. No, but, but especially you're... Anthony, you know. But especially, like... come on. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> No, Harrison. See, Harrison I, you you just said you've been kind of raised as this like trying to emulate the beat reporters and be all that. So you've always been very like circumspect and not just putting it out there too much. It's changed in the last couple of years, but Anthony's known what's up for a while now. That's all I'm saying. I, well, I, I was going to say
1: I had a very different experience than you. Then I think Pete, because I I did kind of look at it. I I loved listening to podcasts back in the day. It was it was Simmons. Back then, Rosilla was doing the ESPN NBA podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, the Basketball Jones were back then. But there was nothing Lakers-specific. And so when we started doing our show, by the way, on accident, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But when we started doing that on accident, I actually thought, heading into that, that if we, if we could get a Lakers podcast off the ground and be first to market with the Lakers-specific podcast— then that that I thought that would be a monster if we did it right if if one of us wound up being okay at it if multiple people from from the people from the group that did that and it just so happened that Harrison and I were the ones who really stuck with it the most and yeah I mean locked on Lakers has has kind of become a monster and 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 but it's it's funny it wasn't something like I didn't set out with the podcast saying like this is this is what I love. This is it. Was it was more of a, from the standpoint of no? I actually really think that there's a huge niche out here that is completely empty, and whoever gets there first and gets their podcast off the ground first, that that person or that group of people are going to have a huge advantage because eventually, and as we've seen, how many Lakers podcasts are there now?
0: Yeah, I, I look. Yeah, at, Anthony invented it,
2: and then now well, everybody yeah. else <laughs> plagiarized him. No, no, but I mean, you well, know, I, what mean, I mean, does does that make People like us, the people that other people are trying to be like in the next generation. I hope because oh, we're definitely gonna get. We've already seen some bad film room accounts. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna name. No, 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 one. no. Look, I, I want. I wish all of those people luck. I really like. I'll get added in comments like, "Oh, you're Jackie and LFR stuff." You know, check this out. Like, it's a cool way to look at the game, and in a in a sports media world that is so focused on the narrative stuff, it has always been refreshing to me why i wanted to do it in the first place like let's look really deep at the basketball so yeah. i wish all of those people luck no and i I, don't I, and I, under, them.
0: I understand that i'm just saying that there have been people that have done this that don't necessarily go as deep as you and still try to present themselves as as authoritative or do it in a little bit more of a homery way again i'm not trying to take shots at anyone specific yeah. i'm just especially saying especially like not Scott with Brian. there's also like you know you have to do all i'm saying is Oh, my God. All I'm saying is that you have to find your own voice. That the, the, that was the larger point that I'm trying to yes. make. Don't emulate someone else just because you see Laker film. Or, like, if you want to go and make film breakdowns, and that's really what you're passionate about, Like, and you want to put in the amount of time that Pete puts in, then do that. But, mm-hmm. like, th- that's all I was trying to say.
2: So, so how do you do that, Harrison? How do you find your own voice? Like, what are some – there are people listening to this who are just getting started. This is for you too, Anthony. Uh, that – Like, they're like, okay, what does that mean? What is, how do you get to that point where you've got something unique to say?
0: I think... For me, it was honestly a little bit of both of what you guys talked about. It was like, on one hand, it was, okay, what kind of stories am I passionate about? And what kind of stuff am I enjoying doing? Like, what do I want to do if like, you know, because there was a point where like, I was ready to like, leave Lakers coverage. And mm. I was like, uh, like, let me just do work on a project that I really want to do. Let me just start working on things that I'm just passionate about. And that brought back kind of the love for me. And I think that that also like, it ended up being a market inefficiency because a lot of the time, No one has your exact same brain. Like -hmm. people are not going to want to do the exact same things in the way that you do it. And it doesn't mean that you're going to become an empire like Pete, who's now at The Athletic, which we should mention. Stop it. Um, But (laughs) like it does mean that like you can you, you your idea is never going to be exactly the same as someone else's. If you're just sitting around thinking about what you like and that takes time to come up with. Like and that takes confidence and it takes reps at it. Like you're not going to be great when you start out. Like I know I certainly wasn't. Um, and I don't, I'm not great every single time that I do something now. Like, I'm not necessarily an expert on any of this, but, like, I think that what I have learned is that you have to be authentic to your own voice as much as possible. And to go on the analytic stuff that Anthony kind of referenced at the beginning of this when we started talking about it of just, like, it's become chasing clicks. Like, I think that Pete's success shows this. Like, I think that Locked On Lakers' success shows this. I think that the rise of silver screen and roll and, like, the reinvestment of Vox Media into that shows this, like... If you go and give people something that they are not getting anywhere else and it's what you're passionate about, chances are people are going to want that thing as well. Like that there are other people like you who are like, oh, yeah, I would like to read or watch a video that was like that or listen to a podcast that was like that. You know what I mean? Like I think that that stuff comes from doing the unique work. Like it doesn't come from emulating someone else. Yeah, I I always – when I set out in doing any of this stuff, I just basically –
1: so at first I would say I was probably – I probably – Tried to emulate Bill Simmons the most, I you know with with having more of a casual podcast because I was never going to be I was never going to be a, a good radio voice. I I don't have that kind of a voice. I didn't I don't have that kind of training. I don't I stutter. I say um. You know, I sound You've like, gotten better. I, I I sound like a moron more often than not. But but I just said like what what can I. Do can I sound like somebody who I would want to sit down and have a beer with and listen to, to have a conversation about basketball? That's always been my to the to the to the extent that I literally more often than not do have a beer next to me while I'm having while I'm having these conversations with people. Everyone, if you're not driving, take a drink because Anthony mentioned the alcohol that he doesn't even have in the room. <laughs> no, I'm drinking water right now. It's only four thirty. We're almost there, though. Five's almost right around the corner. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I thought. I basically said in finding my quote unquote voice, it was it was literally be somebody that you would want to have a conversation with, have you know have a, a couple beers with, and watch a Lakers game with. And then uh, as as it's kind of gone from there, the idea of more organic versus planned, I think was it started as an excuse to not work hard and then it just so happened <laughs> <laughs> it just it just so happened that i think people prefer based on my experience with Lockdown lakers they prefer the more natural hey, Pete, what, let's just turn this camera on and let's just bullshit
0: for a bit. Yeah, I don't prefer the let more natural, like, just throw this post at Harrison and let him <laughs> fix it up. I'm just going to say, like...
2: <laughs> Anthony applies that to all of his... Yeah. Like, it's like, like, I just don't want to work just...
0: that hard. That lines up.
2: <laughs> oh, Harrison, this post is organic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's free-range internet posting. <laughs> Where,
2: where'd you find your voice, though, Pete? I think following my urges, like, I think that those are things like those that inner voice is trying to tell you something and we can always find reasons why something will not work out especially when you're trying something new you have no no basis of hey this is going to be a thing that said if you are feeling like man i really want this this applies to way beyond just basketball coverage by the way if you want to start getting into art or you know any of of a myriad of things and there's something that's been holding you back your urges are there for a reason it also like one of the things I'm proudest of with LFR is the way that I've built it is that it's me like I don't experience a lot of cognitive dissonance while doing the work for LFR because I built it in a way where like every aspect of it is something that I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. and because I followed those urges and I said no when I could have said yes to certain things that were that just didn't feel right, right? And maybe that's something that I've become more attuned to as I've gotten older is like, this doesn't feel right, whether it's a person, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a job offer, all of those things, like really listen to your gut and listen mm-hmm. to yourself. And what's right for me is not gonna be the same what's right for you, or for Harrison, or any of the listeners, but those urges are trying to tell you something.
0: And the other thing, too, is, like, we we have to be aware that, like, you know, not everyone is in a situation where they can just quit their day job. Like, Pete, you didn't quit your day job when you first started LFR and you started doing this. And, like, I picked know, up a day job to be able to continue to do this. Yeah. And so you have to be willing. Like, I, I don't want to say uh, this is not my Mamba mentality rant and you have to work harder than everyone else. And I'm not saying that I'm the hardest worker in the world, but I worked really, really hard yeah. to get to this yes. Pete. Pulls, yes. like, all-nighters regularly. Like, my sophomore year of college, I was managing the sports desk at the student paper. I was co-hosting the show daily. I was writing at least five posts a day for Silver Screen Roll, seven days a week. Like, writing stories for the paper, filling out the section. Like, I slept probably four hours a night, like, my sophomore year of college, like, um at, at Cal State Fullerton, like, on average. Um, like you have to be, and like Anthony sometimes records two podcasts in a whole day. So like, you have to, <laughs> you have to be willing to like to work really hard at this. Uh, like if you want to make it your thing and you have to love it enough that that doesn't feel like work every single time that you're doing it.
2: That's it right there. Yeah, I could not pull all nighters doing a job that I didn't mm-hmm. like. Like I sucked in insurance because yeah. I was half the time was I was the dicking around proposal all- writer ever. <laughs> Ever, <laughs> I spent half of my time dicking around on basketball sites. That's yeah. what I wanted to be doing with my time. That was my urge. That was where my free time pulled me. And, you know, that's been something around forever. Freaking my high school counselors and my parents' high school counselors were like, what job would you do if you were a millionaire, right? But we are in the age of the side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to start this and be making a living wage off of it right away but (laughs) can confirm and
1: and and i mean look it making it your entire career isn't like i don't want to i don't want we are three people where we are fortunate enough to have gone three for three right there are people who don't make it in this stuff. And, and for
0: reasons outside of their control, yeah. like I was really lucky that like during that whole time I could take jobs that weren't paying me that much money because my parents could afford to support me. Like that is a privilege that I fully acknowledge and try to like, you know, like pass Jen's a down doctor. to I others. Wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like, be where I am if Jen wasn't a doctor.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, The the, the end game here, the, the end result of this conversation, I, I think we're in agreement that creativity it isn't dead and i i do still kind of i do still kind of wish that there was a little bit more freedom to be weird and and yet you're always going to have to balance it right like there's always going to have to be a balance where like if if i write a if i write a column for Harrison hell i wrote literally right before you and i started recording of this yeah. i wrote i wrote 900 words about the uh, Lakers injury thing and, and the way that they handle injury and that information for silver a website silver, that you can go to. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, I wrote all those words for it and <laughs> it's not, it's not headlined like a column. It's not, nope. it's, it's headlined in a way that will generate traffic uh, in in a more traditional fashion. Right. And now would I prefer that the headline was a little different? Sure. But at the end of the day, I can send my tweet out there and the balance here is that like, I can say what I'm talking about in my voice. And if I want to continue to have a job, I also
0: have to work at a place that generates traffic. So and it also that's the it allows you, see, for me, like people talk about clickbait like it's this evil word like I clickbait is evil if you're like (laughs) trying to um like if you're trying to like mislead someone into clicking on your link like that's not a good thing and that's not a sustainable way to run a website but clickbait in the sense of like we all want our stuff to get read like and you have to formulate things in a way that like you can inform the most people that's always how I've looked at it like I'm not saying that I have all the answers and oh you should come to me for all of them and that's how you get informed but like we try to have thoughtful coverage on just about everything that we put up at the site like and have it be in a unique way that actually adds something beyond like just here is this information it's like here is one possible read on that that doesn't mean that those reads will always be right yeah. or that like you always have to agree with them but like we are going to try and inform and educate and like entertain as much as we possibly can i mean that's my goal for the site yeah yep. this is fun Pete, really fun. quick, before we get you out of here, since this is a Silver Screen and Roll podcast, um, you know, this is your, uh, this is kind of your exit interview from the site as you, uh, leave us for The <laughs> Athletic, another basketball website that people can check out, you can subscribe, uh, Pete posted the link on that account, on his Twitter account, where you can get a discount, but, um... Pete, I just wanted to ask you, like, lasting silver screen and roll memories. Like, what are you going to miss uh, the most about this place? Because I know that, like, I mean, we're, like, we're, I'm gonna miss working with both of you guys on like a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we're always gonna be friends, but like, it's not this. It's not gonna be exactly the same. And like, I, I just like to hear how great of a boss I am on the air.
2: I'm gonna miss. <laughs> I'm gonna miss like leading little terrorizations of you on slack (laughs) yeah where pete convinced every
0: every single person in the slack to change their avatar to a weird photo of me that he (laughs) dug up from my facebook
2: i mean you shouldn't let me have access to shit like that like like, like, you that's that's your fault (laughs) it's too late now (laughs) no man i i uh you know, aside from that, Niall we'll will be able to continue, you know, change.org petitions on Twitter and <laughs> things like that. So We'll, we'll carry that forward. But uh, our long pontifications about the state of sports media in DMs, uh, it's really great to be doing something that's, you know, kind of carving my own path and having people like you guys to bounce it off of yeah. and to just, like, have these conversations. And you say, like, yeah, well, I think this and that. And I'm like, huh, I did Think of it from that angle, and I know that won't go away, but just the accessibility of doing that yep. on a day-to-day basis. Well, it's part of, the, it's you know.
0: part of your work rather than being something extra that you do on the side. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference yeah, exactly. when you're talking it over is like, um, you know, like for something that you're working on together versus – yeah. Yeah. I, I'm – i are you leaving the slack? Is he leaving the slack? No, he's not leaving the slack. Okay. I just wasn't
1: necessarily... So I'm gonna, still yeah. I'm still going to bug him on, on there. Yeah, yeah I'm not... It's not
2: going to be logged in, but that's not I'm really gonna, any different. Yeah, he doesn't really the check stuff. them that often. Yeah, that's I'm a good gonna, point. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. Well, anywho, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Pete, best of luck moving forward. You know, we know you're going to kill it. Uh, I can't wait for your NBA... <clears throat> NBA at large coverage as well. For the athletic. For the athletic. That's going to be... <laughs> well, I mean, I
0: also unlocked on lakers i'm gonna needle him for for his I, I can't wait for you to start giving takes i just can't believe that you are now tv's laker film room like Yo, TV's so, coach pete like this is this is really well, I'm, I'm not
2: on tv it's been pretty sweet to be able to do this and very early on you guys knew that i was like i don't really want to be on camera i don't want yeah like to be in photos and things like that i don't know i just like being able to like walk around and not but uh Oh, you know, Pete's worried about getting mobbed by his wow. fans.
0: Everybody wants. Uh, don't ask Pete uh, for an for You know, don't ask right, Pete for fair. a selfie. Or, that's directly
1: shot. That's at, directly I'm, shot at Lakers Reddit.
0: I'm so all sorry that there. all of you asked Pete for too many autographs. <laughs> all of that's fair.
2: I'm yeah. I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something real quick before we go? Yeah. Um, I, you know, with the joining the athletic to do general NBA stuff, I've had a bunch of very angry Houston Rockets fans in oh, my mentions. Me too. Because the other day, like, I just hate how they play, man. Oh, like, no. Gonna... The bi- the Another national media site is biased against them now. They've got the biggest fucking persecution complex. And so I just re- replied. I did not tweet this out. I'm not just pick up Hoop and tweeted days. out this clip of them just playing isoball. And, and I was just like, eh, you know, this would be fundamentally bad for the sport if they were to win a title. And I do mean that. Now, yeah, if they're no, the I, best I'm... team if yeah. they're the best team, they're the best team. They deserve to win the title. But just the idea that that's the direction where basketball is going, I, I think that you know you can apply analytics all you want, but working together and, and in terms of player movement and ball movement, maybe this is just an old guy thing that will creep up. You know that that'll it'll sound very old in a decade. It's just it's ugly basketball. I don't think that it can be the best thing for everybody going forward. Harden is kind of a singular yeah. talent. And I'm going to give Houston fair coverage, right? I Like, I don't like how they play, but... I will. No, it's like how Charles basketball. Barkley felt but about the Suns. that is something I... It's right, like... right. And, and But that is not something I'm looking forward to. Like, I like Laker fans. Y'all are my tribe. Like, we're cool. I had some, like, radio guy in Houston, like, quote tweet, a screenshot of that very evil tweet, and be like... Thanks to this, you know, hiring hacks, like, at Laker Film Room. He's got to at you and stuff like yeah. this, of course. Like, Notice I, me. I will, be canceling, I will be canceling my athletic subscription. MF-ers. Oh, no.
0: Oh, I don't know uh, how they're going to get that I, back.
2: I, just, I'm not looking forward to dealing with all these MFers, man. That's what I'm saying. Hashtag cancel Coach Pete. Like, we can get this <laughs> trending. Oh, it's coming soon. It's yeah. coming very soon, guys. This will no. uh, fall down as quickly as it, as it rose up.
1: I, Houston in particular... <laughs> Like with locked on NBA, I can't help but dump on them every opportunity I can get. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't enjoy watching them play. I I, I hate everything about that organization. Everything about them. All right. This was fun. Pete, thanks for hopping on. Uh, this was part two of a conversation we had, uh, that, that started on locked on Lakers. And now you can check it out here as well. You find both shows everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, you're going to find Pete at the athletic. He has stuff at spectrum He's still doing his three days a week with me. He has the LFR pod. So so best of luck on all your projects, Pete. And I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow. Pete, please sleep some this week.
2: I'm about to go do that right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you guys continue to check out all the podcasts across the Silver Screen and Roll feed. Uh, we have a great week lined up for you guys as the Lakers get deeper into their season. Uh, enjoy all of that content, all of the stuff at Silver Screen and Roll. We'll talk to you guys next week.